Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It's a show where we talk about musicals and the lessons that they teach us. We're learning lots of things about musicals. We're learning lots of things about lots of things. Aren't we, Julie? Lots of things about lots of things. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, my name is Miranda. That's Julie. Yeah. Hey, hey, Julie. Hey. And Zane is here. I'm also here. Where's KB today? KB's doing KB fun stuff. Things. She'll Rude. be back soon, guys. How dare Don't she have worry. Fun I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. You're also disappointed that I'm on mic. No, I'm not. Well, it sounds I was like exci- you are. I was excited. Can we just <laughs> roundtable excitement, right? Mm, yeah, you were excited. <gasps> Laura, were you excited? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest, Laura Foy. Is it hello? Foy or Foy? Is Foy's? But I answer to Foy, Foy's, Foy, Foy's, Foy's. All of them. Um, People it, are trying, which is good. It's a good yeah, thing. It's great. Yeah, like, it I'm, is. You know, to be honest, I'm mispronouncing so much stuff that I'm okay with all of that. <laughs> People just tend to stop at my name and go, uh, Julie. And then not E. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and you have brought us a show today. What have you brought us? Yes, I brought you Ladies in Black. Ladies in Black. Is that how it goes? The titular no. song mm. from Ladies in Black. <laughs> <laughs> an Australian musical. Yeah. A what? <laughs> um, it is an Australian musical and we will get back to that in a moment. Um, we have heard from you before. You brought us yeah, nine, nine last yep. time you were here. Um, so you've already done the getting to know you quiz. Mm, yeah. So here's the thing. Do you want to do the quiz again? I mean, you can. You I'll can you. take it again. 2.0. Or you can, wait, there's a casting situation where you can cast us in something or we can cast oh you in God, something. Oh, my God, I can. Can I cast you on, cast you on something? Yes. Oh. Yes, something you can. the musical. <laughs> something the musical starring Miranda, Julie and Zane. And you mm. can cast KB as well if you like. Oh, even all in, not in a single musical. No, like, you can make, cast us in whatever okay. you like. In whatever yeah. you like. Whatever I can. Whatever you like. Can I, can I cast you in Mama Rose? Yes, oh, please. <laughs> Wouldn't she love that? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Yes, please. Rude. Can I just... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Done. Now, Julie. Julie is uh, totally a fairy, but I know she's done it before, so I have to find something else. Totally a fairy? Fairy godmother. A fairy oh, godmother. right. Very right. Yeah. Yes, I was a very good Whitney um, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, Claudia Nardi from Nine? Which one is Claudia? Claudia is the, the goddess. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I very, very much unusual. remember nine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah. And Zane. And Zane. What are we getting, what are we doing with Zane? What are we doing with There's Zane? There's a That's, lot of stuff. I ask myself there. that question mm. every day. Um Zane is a tenor. 
Mm. Uh, I can also sing Barry. Can also sing Barry. <laughs> I can also sing Barry. <laughs> I can't. I can't sing bass. I've been trying to train my voice <laughs> to do bass, and it does not work. I'm having do a total blank now, but I'm thinking about the lady man from the Secret Garden. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, that dude. Lord What's his of, name? Oh my god! Really likes Lily. I don't know. Lido. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember his name. Mm, I also cannot remember his name. I'm not super familiar with this. And if garden. you can remember his name, um, please send your answer to our new competition called <laughs> What's His Name? Uh, that's not canonproductions.com. Um, cool. So that's what about Kate? Would you like to do KB? You don't have to. Mm. No pressure. She is often the easiest to cast, though. She's yeah. a castable gal. Gosh. Mm. Gosh darn it, she is. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're not a you know, castable you gal. Fi- you want to find Same. something special? No, I'm not. Mm. Mm. I'm getting a Elizabeth in If Then. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she'd be pretty like happy that. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would love that too. But Two I think roles for the price of one. make a great one. Yeah. Two, actually. Two. That's right. That's a, Is that... A boon for the actress or for the producers who don't have to pay two people to play two roles? Both. That's a, that's oh. a smart choice from oh, someone. Yeah. Both. <laughs> I mean, they do have to pay two whole separate casts of people around that one person who plays two roles. Whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> they I all mean, play two roles, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I've seen it in Broadway and most of the time was – her up or down, like ponytail down or jacket on and jacket But there off. are some characters that are only in one of her lives, right? Because um, we saw it on Broadway as well, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of ca- – most of the characters she meets in both her lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At she, some point, def- anyway. Yes. So, well, anyway. Someone, we ha- we're going to have to <laughs> yeah. do with them. We haven't yeah, – uh, yeah. If <laughs> – or then you want to come and do that. That's great. Let's need oh, yeah, to next segment before talking. Thank you. Well, before we do that, I just wanted to give a shout out to someone who actually sent us an email. <gasps> what? Um, People <laughs> use our email address? Uh, so Robert Buckley, who was listening oh. to Footloose. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he said that uh, we were talking about the geriatric cast of Footloose. <laughs> and he said that <laughs> it should like- be set in a retirement home with the staff being the young people trying to stop the older people from dancing oh, and having fun. Oh, Robert, yeah. I love that <laughs> so much. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, a lot of musicals are made just just a lot better by a geriatric casting. Okay. Yeah. So okay. uh, when we all move into the home, um, <laughs> the we'll, home be, together. we'll be starting with Annie as our warm-up and then doing Footloose after for our geriatric second. Geriatric Annie, okay. <laughs> yeah. if, if we must. Yeah, we must. An orphanage <sighs> full yep. of old people. That's correct. Okay. okay, we are going to go into the show. Yes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Thank you. 
So it is now time to talk about Ladies in Black, and it is an Australian musical, which is exciting times, based on an Australian book and yeah. and play and play question mark. I don't think there's a play. There's been a oh, movie done last year, yeah. but yeah. It went from a novel into the musical and then into the I'm movie. I'm still really sad I haven't seen the movie or the musical. Well, or read the you book. want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura has brought the DVD with her. Prepared. And the I'm book. such a nerd. <laughs> um, and the full musical she will perform for us now. Okay, get ready, everybody. We Here can't we do that because oh. of licensing. Oh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We no, just I, don't tell Tim we're fine. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that you could do it. <laughs> oh, probably not, but yeah. <laughs> I'd give it a shout. So you have done the show, Laura? Yeah, I've done the show last year. It was great. It was only oh, last, last year. year. Last year. Just, oh. yeah. This year feels so long. 2020 has yeah. been yeah, a ride, guys. My God. It's been a time. Um, and that uh, there was a professional production not that long before it that was 2015 and yeah. 2016 and then it we, premiered in 2015 and then we got like rights right. so quickly so quickly it's crazy thank you local musicals yeah <laughs> is this what it's like for people in america yes seriously yeah they also get rights that quick well no they get the, well, the they get the right? yeah. then they get touring and but as soon as it goes on tour like it can then oh. goes to the because that, that happened oh. with uh can you imagine a world where you don't have to wait for 20 years <laughs> to get the rights? i mean when you don't have to wait for 20 years to get the show professionally done <laughs> on stage there's yeah. that too anyway we've been very lucky um so, Laura, you're going to tell us everything there is to know about Ladies in Black. Are you ready? Okay, one, two. Okay, okay so two minutes. <laughs> two minutes for a uh, an elevator pitch of the plot. So, so just the, the plot. Just the story. Just the plot. Okay. Just okay. the characters and what happens in two minutes. Zane's timing it. Awesome. So, Ladies in Black, as we were saying, is an Australian musical. It's based on uh, The Women in Black, a novel based in Sydney in 1959, where um, a young girl... Lisa, 17, embark on a summer job in a department store where she gets to meet a variety of women. Lisa is a girl in a man's world, a bright girl, dreaming of university drama and things, where women are considered just, you know, something that needs to grow and get married and have, having kids. Something will change with, with her and with her situation during that summer and she'll end up fulfilling her dream. Oh, cute. All right. Didn't even need two minutes. Million, you, you, this 40 seconds. Crushing it. So tell us about some of the women that she meets because this is, we see all their stories come through throughout the show. And this is one of those confusing things. The book is called Women in Black. Yep. And the show is called Ladies in Black. Just to differentiate. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie the is called as well, Ladies in Black, which I, I think is done because if you Google Women in Black, there's a million horror movies coming oh, out. Oh, because Woman yeah. in Black yeah. is yes. the horror movie, yeah. Yeah. which is great. Is, is Zac Efron in that? No, no, it's no, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, the other one. Yeah, sorry. But also, that. that's like a, a very well-known play so in the West End, yeah. and that's the yeah. whole thing. So I can see, yeah, mm, good point. Yep, good point. All right. So, um, Lisa will get, get in touch with a group of different people, um, different women that are 
each one that have, uh, have, is having its own problem, their own problem. Um, and you can actually see how it's set in the 50s, but this is so very actual and coming back in, you know, in 2020, you know, some problems are still there. So Lisa will meet Patty, which is a woman that is struggling with infertility, um, which is feeling forgotten and neglected by her husband, uh, which actually has a total crisis when he understands that, that she actually enjoys sex and they have a total breakup, a separation. Terrible, what? you know. What? What? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not just for baby making. That's for one of our lessons yeah. later. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> She will meet Faye, um, which is an orphan. She's almost 30. Uh, she's looking for love, but, you know, getting older. Uh, she's seen as society like, you know, th this the is the time. Yep. The clock is ticking. Uh, on the other hand, she had a lover before. And in a world where a woman has to be a property of just one man and a single man, she sees that as a massive burden. Mm. Then she'll meet, um, she'll meet Magda. Magda is a Slovenian refugee. She's coming, uh, you know, from East of Europe uh, just after the war. She, she's gone through hell. She has a fashion dream and uh, her independence, uh, her European way of life that will probably push Lisa a little bit further. And uh, in this summer, we'll see Lisa going from childhood into, you know, womanhood getting her independence, finding uh, that what was happening home or what is home is actually not what she wants. Yeah. Uh, classic. It, it is yeah. the classic sort of coming of age story. Yeah. But it's definitely a long way from the Dear Evan Hansen version of that <laughs> story. You know, like um, setting it's it. very sweet. Yeah. I find the, the, the book and the movie I found, uh, and the musical, I found a very sweet way to talk about all those problems because the, the massive things, you know, a woman that couldn't go to university or is seeing like, you know, her own education is a waste of time because she has to have kids. Mm -hmm. Or a woman that is considered the bad one because she, f she fell in love before or, you know, yeah. or this thing where women shouldn't be as interested in sex as a man is. Yeah. Which is, you know, somehow to a some extent still valid. You know, think a man that had, you know, yeah. 50 girlfriend publicly and a girl that does the same. Yeah. yeah. How are they considered? Maybe it's a slightly different coming of age story too because it's not, it, it's more about learning who she, she is on her own. Yep. Then usually like most coming of age stories and coming of age movies are like, girl finds who she really is but then finds guy immediately like five five seconds later like yeah. one mm. two three four there he is there he is <laughs> there he is it's that guy i don't even know which one is gonna be it's that the hot one there that'll be it like i think it's a little bit different in that she really does find herself yeah and it's not at all reliant on finding a boy no no it's, no yeah it's, it's not indeed her, her dream is her a different dream yeah. is you know is is women at this stage you know, she's taking inspiration and trying to to know the world through the eyes of other women through oh. his job in the department store. I love, just, <laughs> I love it. So it actually premiered here in Brisbane. Yeah. Um at, at QPAC. Um and Is then Tim it, Finn from Brisbane? Subway. 
No. no. I'm making that up, so. aren't I? No. Surely uh, not. I thought Tim Finn was from New Zealand. He yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Is a New Zealand singer and musician. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Yeah. So uh, Queensland Theatre Company produced it. Um, In association with, so I think it was, yeah, it was joint with, with STC? Uh, well, it says in, in association with QPAC, with Queensland Performing Arts oh, Centre. I thought that one of the other um, uh, Sydney Theatre Company or Melbourne Theatre Company had... Yeah, so it then transferred like it to, to the Melbourne, um, and w- which was in uh, cooperation with the Melbourne Theatre Company uh, at the Southbank Theatre. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it is a, a really local production when it comes to very local. For yes, us. for yeah. for us, which is which is o- o- very strange, very rare, <laughs> and surprisingly new. So it it's definitely um, set a long way back. And what's the musical style like? Does it sit more in where it's set, or no? We, it, it, the music is more <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, we I mean, should definitely say there is no cast recording available no. at this time. So it's a great excuse not to. Do but it. there's some there's some nice um, nice videos. In, you know, not all are that nice, but there's an adorable <laughs> video of Naomi Naomi Price singing "I Just Kissed the Continental," which is adorable and so worth watching. Yeah, I will link to those in the show notes. Um, so that original production did win a Helpman, which is, you know, the local Tonys, uh, <laughs> for the best new Australian work. And that was credited to Tim Finn, who wrote the music, Carol Burns, who wrote the book, and got a With Simon Phillips credit. So he was the director, um, but he often right. picks up works in workshop stage and does you know, rewriting and workshopping and stuff. So I assume that's why he also got a credit on the, um, not as a writer, but as part of the development of the work. I think it's, um, it's really good that he's been recognized in that way. Yeah. Cause it was, it was nominated for best musical, best direction of a musical, uh, best original score, uh, best music direction and best costume design, but only took away best new Australian work. Now let's talk about costume design. Is it just a lot of women wearing black? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay, great. There's a whole song about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Um, not the entire show though. You you would it's um yeah no not not the entire show outside of the uh, um of the department store. Lisa is wearing some colorful and hideous clothes that her mom <laughs> made, makes for her. Um, yes, there's scenes outside. They're so, not wearing black outside. Yeah, generally. the ladies yeah. in black is in reference to the uniform yeah. that the women who work in the department store wear. So they all wear black, different outfits, but all black. Yes. Now, when you yeah. say hideous, like what are we talking about? We're talking about a lot of frills and a lot of unfit stuff. I mean, in, in so like yeah. Ron at the Yule Ball. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> something that he says in the book, he says like, you know, very good will doesn't make you a dressmaker. Oh. That's what, you know, her mom wanted to do something amazingly beautiful for her only daughter. I want to make it pretty. Sweet, you want to make it pretty, you know, you just add more colour and more frills, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but of course she does actually get some, some she gets a nice dress. She does. Given to her. Oh, she buys she it. She buys it. She buys Woo! it at the end. And this becomes See? a like a really poignant part of the arc of the story yep. because the dress comes up a fair bit and it yeah. represents um, a lot 
Yeah, to have freedom and independence. I think and so. It's you know everyone. I think growing up, we got that thing that makes you understand. Back is my parents or whatever. I don't. I don't yeah. want their way for whatever whatever that is. In in this case, is the dress. You know, her mom used to do these terrible dresses for her. She starts understanding about elegance, about grace, about good manufacturing, and she finds this dress she falls in love with, and everything else. You know. It's like ah, don't like that anymore. <laughs> I'm just so focused on this thing that yeah. I could have. Okay, I think I think we've covered most of what happens in the show. Um, is there anything else you want to add, or should we move on to the lessons that we've learned? Yeah, maybe something. Um, just because I because uh, I mentioned Ma- uh, Magda is a Slovenian refugee in the yes. musical. They cut this part because she's married to an Hungarian, and they have these you know, Hungarian society around here. And in the musical, is totally cut. It was too, you know, too ma- many nationality, I guess. So she's treated as a Hungarian all the way. Does it she's make not, sense? She's still in it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's a she's different in it. character. No, it's the same character, but in the book, she's Slovenian. In the, yeah. uh, oh, she's in the musical... In the musical. It, She's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, all right. I was like, they've <laughs> cut the whole part? Was no, it? no, no, no. I swear I saw it in no, the cast list. I'm so confused. It's probably me talking in <laughs> no, no. bad translation from no. Italian into English. <laughs> it was me. It was um, me. I think also, maybe just before we move on, we can list the, the cast just because it's so rare that we get an Australian. Yeah. Produced. And a couple of. Queensland locals? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we have Sarah Morrison, uh, Kristen O'Leary, uh, Bobby Fox, Catherine McIntyre, uh, Lucy Maunder, Naomi Price, Carita Farah Spencer, Kate Cole, uh, Andrew Broadbent, Deirdre Rubenstein, Rubenstein? I'm not sure. And Greg Stone. <laughs> so there are men in the show, but it is a heavily female cast, yeah. and as well it should be, because yeah. that's the story we're telling. Well, and again, a lot of the stories that the women are telling are about their relationships with men um, and the men serve as antagonist sometimes. Not all. No, 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 but that's what I mean. Oh, yes. They're they're kind of the focus of the the problems, yeah. All right, shall we move on? We shall move on. lessons have we learned from ladies in black women in black ladies in black woman in black because no, i learned a lot from oh. different no <laughs> Dang it. not that one not that one I at watched all that one. <laughs> oh, did i forget a segment i did mm. we don't did need you? to do it i forgot bad reviews with julie well maybe maybe this is a lesson that julie learned yes so did <laughs> that, you, there was a. That. I learned that there's one. I found one. <laughs> just one. Just Flush. a very, just a very brief dip back before we hit lessons learned. About reviews with Julie. Oh, that was a mm, that that was a theme tune. Uh, <laughs> so this is a review from Theatre House, written by Ellie Ball. Uh, let me find a scroll, 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 scroll. Regardless, regardless. 
This is a musical purposely constructed on low stakes drama. Their rendition was feel good and familiar for for those who may reminisce on eras era gone by. The plot, while not overly challenging, drew on cheap and easy laughs like women gossiping over tea, calling their husbands bastards, and had the audience along for the ride. A nice feature was the evident respect between young and old women and the clear age diversity amongst the characters on stage. A moment that must be mentioned as what felt like an intentional directorial choice was an unnerving over-the-top sex scene. This audibly shocked the audience and completely detracted from the quality that is meant to exude from such poignant characters. In a story that represents style, this choice made the show feel trashy and the opposite of what it is meant to, to be reflected in the script. Put simply, the show didn't need it. Mm. But it was an important part of the plot, right? That's what I was saying so. before. Well, there's, there's a, you, you have to represent the shock that Frank, the husband of Patty, which is the girl that, yeah. that, that is facing in, you know, infertility and whatever, uh, goes through when he actually realises that his, his wife enjoys sex. Because that's mm-hmm. the, that's the mm-hmm. point of, from the song, from the book. Mm. You actually think that that's the first time that she actually has yeah. an orgasm with him. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Um, it's hard to find a way to, you know, to put it on stage. Yeah, address that without... To allude to it yes. without... So yeah. there's, there's ways it. of doing that. You could do that behind a screen. You can do that with, with, with shade. The music, though, does lead you to a very strong, you know... Graphic. Graphic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which state. perhaps mm-hmm. works better in the film... Than, well, than the it, potential of the, the difficulties of doing it on yeah. stage. Um, I, doing it. <laughs> I will throw out there, just for balance, um, good reviews with Miranda. Uh, <laughs> she sings all the things. The yes. Age Called Ladies in Black, a unicorn of the stage, a full-blown, <laughs> homegrown musical that actually works. I want to know what they're referring to in the homegrown musical that doesn't actually work. I think there has been. I'm not saying that there isn't. I just want to know what the writer was one? thinking of when they wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> because um, there's a specific one in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there I was be, wondering yeah. that as well because you're like, you know, if, to write something like that. Yeah. Well, clearly they were thinking, oh, <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. I think we've had a few that have been a bit what, or have gone through a bunch of rewrites and were clunky. Yeah, and. Um, like you, you could throw as many bad reviews Tim at Finn's. me as you want about this musical, but I still really want to see it <laughs> slash be in it. I think, I think that it. I is, think it's got the bones of what I want. It has an attraction to women who want to play strong parts. Yeah, because mm. that's what drives the story. Yeah. Speaking of which, what lessons have we learned from <laughs> Ladies in Black? Oh, there's some something haven't really changed in. 70 years of <laughs> how much that is because I mean it's set in 1959 and you can see that with dif- different shading the problem that women are facing is still there yeah yeah sad but true I think this mm. definitely reinforces the the need for strong female-led shows like this one has a, a plethora of female characters and you were just saying like you really want to be in it because mm. you feel that it tells a story that you relate to and in the characters that you relate to and we just there are musicals that do that but there is one or two compared to the rest of musical theater uh, yeah. yeah and most of the time 
in, in those stories, there's always a, a leading love stories that someone carries, you mm. know, yeah. the yeah. plot. In this case, is I mean, there's a lot of love around, you know, people that crave love, people that is neglected by love. Um, and that's Lisa who loves drama, who yeah, wants yeah. to grow and, uh, mm. and is, is feeling that, that she can't. Until she realizes she can. She can. Yay. <laughs> also, I think that there's this style of musical, which, yes, it does have that that Lisa, that Lisa character that kind of everything revolves around, um, that is sits in the place of the audience. But it also is it's a, slice, it's a slice of life musical yep. where you have this ensemble of women that you're learning about and their journey through this it's six weeks, isn't it? The um, that she's working at the department yep. store. It's not that long. It's not, not that, that long, and it's, so it's like it's just these characters that you're learning about, and there is, and they're all this story, but there isn't that one driving. We have to get this done in six weeks, or otherwise we succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. Um, thing. So it, the slice of life musical is also a differentiation of this one uh, to um, the rest of the musical theater canon. Also great to hear something written in an Australian voice. Yeah. From it, a Kiwi. But <laughs> it is um it's look listening to the 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 um the videos, it's tough. Like yeah. I, I hate the Australian accents. So I think much. it would be really tough. Like I find it really hard to sing in an Australian accent as well. Like very grating on my vocal cords. In the in I can't even listen to I, I can't even <laughs> hear it. I mean I've been here so long that I can't even hear the the, the Australian accent unless it's very ochre. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, well. which I assume this show wouldn't necessarily be no. those characters. It's are, not. No. But there's quite quite proper characters. I mean, there's few characters that you would like a bit of an Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. But it's um particularly mm. in the uh, one of the first numbers. I assume I got it at Goods. Uh, yeah. Um, it's very proper, and then every now and then they'll throw in a can't. In a very Australian accent, and so you'll 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 feel that switch, mm. and then but then with the solo stuff, you'll um you'll hear that Australian accent yeah. through it. Um, Julie, I think it's one of those things. Or if we heard it more often, maybe it wouldn't feel so weird. I'm so okay maybe. with not hearing it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we learned apart from the fact that some of us don't like the Australian accent? That diversity can actually um, make you grow. And that is, you know, a big point of this story, how Lisa get in touch with the Hungarian club and all those people coming from Europe, coming uh, with a different way of life or a different way to consider themselves. Yeah. And that helps her grow a lot. Mm. Not just her, because, you know, this Hungarian club will get into other people's lives as well. So, good one. Which I think is probably quite, you know, a good point to make nowadays <laughs> with everything that is happening. <laughs> Keep it in mind. Um, I think I alluded to this in last week's episode. Um, there is a song in this called "Ladies in Black," um, in which black. is the yeah it's the, exactly the titular goes. song. Uh, so I think this is this is the one that taught me like okay, you there needs to be a song called "Ladies in Black" in this show. Let's just assume that that is a given. Okay, uh, where you are saying why are these ladies in black and what does it mean? That should have some overall impact on the the metaphor of the whole show. Oh, like, well, yes, it, it should. the yeah. show is is saying something very important, and this song should say something about what the show is saying. But it really just comes off as like we are wearing 
black and this is why black is important in fashion. And I didn't get much of the rest of the show and I really wanted to. Um, what is the actual metaphor, in your opinion, of the ladies in black? Uh, that women are invisible. Well done. <laughs> that that's that yeah that's what I wanted that's what I wanted to get from this song and it wasn't there yeah maybe it's difficult to write that song because it would be silent <laughs> <laughs> well you, you could definitely have women talking about that phenomenon mm. um and the lyrics were written by Tim Finn um which you know he's a man so maybe that that was the problem it is, mm. it is look it is an odd choice yeah that a man from New Zealand wrote this musical about Australian women. Um, and I think it shows a bit, but I haven't actually seen it. <laughs> so I don't really know. I think some some other songs, <clears throat> I mean, this concept of, oh, you know, women being invisible, mm. you can find bits and pieces in other songs. Yeah, it's not something yeah. that, that will that will come up too strong though. And I think that's the probably probably the... Um, the good part of this musical, which mm. is talking about such a such a um, harsh topic in a very kind way, that's that's, and that's what I mean. I mean, it could be the you know the the, the, the good and the bad yeah. of this musical. If you, I, I, I'm not saying yeah. that it's a, it's a bad musical no, because I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, I, I'm just saying that <laughs> once when I see I, it, though, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I went into this song going, okay, this is this is going to sell me the show and the message of the show. And I didn't get that. And I think there is, um, yeah, there, there is something to say about like tying the show together. I think. Yeah. Um, there aren't actually a lot of songs in the show compared no. to your average Broadway yeah. musical. And a lot of the songs, or at least the ones that I saw in the recordings are very, uh, in inverted commas, musical theater musical theater songs and i think it doesn't have a lot of um a hugely original voice the this the characters in this is in this musical you don't see in a lot of musicals because they're australian to start with um (laughs) but and again it's presented in a very broadway style um at least the recordings i saw were the melbourne theater company Mm. um uh performances and they're really well done um so just to be clear the show set in sydney opened in brisbane then went to melbourne <laughs> and then to sydney after that <laughs> I was like, we're just gonna see if we can get it right before yeah, we they, take it home <laughs> they had to get it polished yeah. for sydney um yeah so i, I think it was yeah, i think there's some australiana style that could find its way into the show mm. yeah well i think the music does give you room for in you mm. know, for interpretation. different interpretation and a bit yeah. of more arrangement. You, you know, there's been three production of, of, of the show last year and there's been, you know, one production that got it a little bit more on the rock side. Yeah, yeah. So some songs were more upbeat um, okay. and, um, yeah, and, yeah. and stronger. Um, it is a very long musical, as a lot of songs, and to be fair, as, as a person that I has done this musical and loves it some songs you say why (laughs) (laughs) does it need to be here and why don't you just get rid of that and it would would have been with with some of them would have been just flowing better it could use an editor's pen i think so (laughs) okay i think so um so we learned the lesson that maybe let someone take a pass at it (laughs) yeah well i mean obviously like this is this is tim finn's first musical right 
I don't know. Okay. Uh, Is there a split ends music? Ooh, I would go for that. (laughs) (laughs) Would watch. I think he has done some writing for theatre. He, yeah, he has. I don't don't remember if it was a musical or a play, though, weirdly enough. Composed for Puberty Blues and Les Patterson Saves the World. That would have been awful. Uh, (laughs) um, The character of Les Patterson's awful. True. Anyway. Um, so maybe we'll leave it there and move on to Dreamcast. 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 Um, unfortunately, Zac Efron may not be able to be in this musical. Look unless theme is Elisa. Why not? Did How about Rudy? Real passable Aussie accent. He has been living no. in Bali. Been practicing. Yeah, Rudy's Hungarian. I'm sure he oh, can work yeah. that. <laughs> We'll make yeah. it work. Regardless. will be playing a Hungarian fellow. Yeah. Um, Very charming. Isn't he quite an older gentleman, though? <laughs> no, Rudy is sort of probably early 30. Oh, oh. So it would be perfect. perfect. Very old. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get him in to do that. Who else are we casting in um, Ladies in Black? Look, oh, I, I don't know a lot about the individual characters, but you, I, I would love to see Tony Collette in this musical. Um, okay, well, no, everyone hates Tony Collette, and I you're don't. all wrong. I, like I, Tony don't, Collette. I just, I want to know where you're putting her. Well, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know who sings what in the show. Well, so I don't know the, what her voice is. Who's the oldest? Because she's gonna have to go there. I think. Well, well, she might make an interesting Magda. Yeah. I was thinking party actually. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. I think yeah, party with with that kind of shading, the f- bitter front, and the, you know the very fragile, needing love. I think mm-hmm. Tony Collette, acting wise, at least uh, she would make it great. Okay, done, done, ski. Yeah. Um, I brought her up last episode, Bernadette Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, just in all the roles, but um, I'd have her as a Magda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Julie. It's it's really hard, guys, because you know you want to have. I, I I just just pick a bunch yeah, of Australian you, women. Yeah, the yeah. other one I had down Give was some support to people who was have, Judy Davis. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I just think she she's got the right style for this kind of era. That t- in my mind. Um, oh, we can get her Mrs. Cartwright, the director of... Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. She's fantastic now I can't think that. of her name, which is pretty classic for me. <laughs> um, played Kim and Cap- Gina Riley as Magda. Gina Riley would be fun. Who yeah. played Magda in the film? In the film? And the film, uh, Julia Ormond. She was fantastic. I liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like her. They yeah. I like her. They yeah. didn't sing in the film. No, no, no they don't sing. No. In the film, the only the only song from the musical in the film is "Always Be Happy," which is sung by Tim Finn and is on the closing title. I'm just gonna it. say the soundtrack to the movie is banging, and I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> any other? Good any it's other? A fun time. Good reviews with Julie. <laughs> so, would you have a Lisa? I want an unknown. I want yeah, someone to have their start in Australian yeah, musical theatre. Someone young. Just just young. That's just the only thing you need. <laughs> young doesn't have to be able to sing. Dudes. Go to your nearest university musical theatre course and... She needs to be... Head to the accounting department and pick her. Pick the best one. <laughs> needs to be painfully thin, I think. Really? 
Wait, there's yeah. lyrics in, about it. In okay. the, yeah, in the yeah. book, she is. She's supposed to be, uh, you know, almost childish. childish. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's really necessary, though. You can work around that as long as you know. Young Maybe enough. naive. I, yeah. I mean, there, there is a lot of there is a lot of space in this show for various body types. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I I don't think that it's like to restrict the Lisa character to someone who is painfully mm. thin. Yeah. Is not restricting the rest of the casting, um, because I think that's part of the charm of the musical is you're seeing women of all different mm. all different shapes, sizes, and backgrounds. Mm. Mm. Any other strong thoughts? Uh, no, I'd just like to get the um, costume designers from Priscilla in to do the design. Just where, to torture them. Where are we putting the silver shoe? Everywhere. Oh, in the party. There's a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. you can wear, you can go absolutely nuts there. <laughs> also, so. they work in a department store in the in the dress department, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so uh, just lined up dresses are ridiculous. Yeah. I think it'd be great. I'd just, just be a good little Aussie touch on there. <laughs> just for the Get lols. that song mm. dress in there. That's what mm. I reckon. Okay. No? Mm. That's what just you reckon. Me? So the We've in casting, we're, we're casting derailed. the costume designers from Priscilla. Yes. The movie mm. or the musical? Both. Double cast. We're not casting the movie. The designers yeah, the from, designer the movie from the movie or the designers from the musical? The movie. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> shall we move fun. on to... We shall. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, according to The Age, this is one of the top five unicorn musicals. I want to know their definition <laughs> of unicorn musical. Rare. But this isn't That's a particularly... That's the point they're trying to make. I mean, by rare, do they just mean Australian created and produced? Yes, probably. Nice. That's pretty mm. rare. It is pretty rare, but I mean, sure. <laughs> Thanks, The Age. I just really enjoyed the quote. Um, top fives. Top five Tim Finn musicals. Top five Tim <laughs> Finn musicals. <laughs> I still will put it at top five. I mean, the top five on musical with a mostly female cast. Female, female cast. cast. Yeah, yeah. female led musicals. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Nine, which you brought us last time, and this yeah. one. And I'm seeing Six. a theme with Laura here. Um, so, female led, there's a, there's a lot of female led, but maybe female ensembles? Because this an is an ensemble cast. cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as is nine. Um, I'd probably say this more so, but yeah, female ensembles I think is an easy, easy argument for. Any other top fives? I think this is a show that top five, like potential unicorns for a costume designer, like <laughs> it, a costume designer with a lot of 
inspiration and budget could <laughs> could go yeah. crazy with this show. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Sorry, I love good stuff. <laughs> yeah. She loves good stuff. Yes. I love good stuff. I like a good period show that gives you a period piece, like a really sort of consistent style. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. I and I mean, you do, you do have with the costume a lot of room because, you know, each character is different and yeah. somehow yeah. you're you describing the character with that costume. So, yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised how often people miss that in musicals <laughs> generally. Oh. Um, but yeah. that's just a bugbear of mine. Uh, <laughs> top five, is there anything else? Top five? I'm going to say top five um, musicals that are unbound by physicality when it comes to casting. I, I don't. I think you can cast pretty much any woman who can sing it in any of the roles. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it is specifically about specific women's stories and and roles, it is a ge- told in a, such a general way that you don't need specific types of women for a specific role. Yes. Yep. Yep. As long yep. as they can manage a Hungarian accent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty specific. I guess. Anything else? Top five Australian book to musical? Australian book to musical to movie. Well, no, so it's, I think it was it like was book, book to, to musical both those and things. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. They're both based <laughs> on the book. Can you name any other? Shh. Don't hate me. Yeah. <laughs> sure, no. I can. Um, uh, I've pitched The Man a from Snowy River. Don't. That's a Google, poem. Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I would there, love to see the dressmaker made there into the a musical. musical? Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember mm. the, yeah. Red yeah. Dog. The musical. <laughs> Wouldn't Babe. that be fun? Surely Babe's a musical by now. <laughs> Paperback Hero, the musical. Yeah, that could work. Mm. Is yeah. that Australian? Paperback Hero. Or did it just have Australians in it? I'm pretty sure it's Australian. It was about Hugh Jackman driving a truck across the desert with a dog. Okay. What if we... Australia, the musical. Oh, no, that wasn't a book. That what was about a Metalhead? Like, there's books about Ned, Ned Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a musical of My Brilliant Career? That's a classic <laughs> Australian novel. Wait, I think at Muriel's the moment... Wedding? Surely there's a Muriel's Wedding book of it. <laughs> it was a movie. I, okay, at the moment we're just listening Australian <laughs> is media. Is Priscilla a book? If Priscilla was a movie. <laughs> okay, so we agreed it's in the top five. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of myself for this question. <laughs> <laughs> might be the only one, but... I mean, Australians just produce more, like, and Australian theatre makers produce more Australian theatre, please. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's really awesome. The end. (laughs) Cheers. Uh, So if we're done with top fives, then I guess we have done it. Yep. We've spoken all of the things about Ladies in Black. Thank you so much for coming to share it with us, Laura. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to the female-centric show that you will bring us next time. Um, (laughs) I'm sure I'll find something. You will. I I have all faith in you that you will. (laughs) Australian podcast to book to movie to musical starring 20,000 women by Laura Foy. No? Um... Cool. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Are you in any productions at the moment? Oh, uh, well, not, not production. I'm doing a short movie. That's uh, movie oh, I'm doing. Which is called The Great Escape, Italian Style. Ooh. So, for once, 
I don't have to fake too much my accent. <laughs> Although I do have to tone it down a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Nah, let nah. it fly. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be um, second generation Italian, so my accent can't be stronger than my parents, <laughs> which is a bit of a struggle. But oh, yeah, that would. Yeah, I can see yeah. how that should be done by the end of the year. So yeah, Excellent. Well, we look yeah. forward well, to that. What's it called again? Sorry. The Great Escape. The Great Escape. Italian style. Italian style. I love a good subtitle. God, I love a good subtitle. All right. um, So thank you very much. Thank you, Julie. You're so welcome. Cool. Uh, Thanks, Zane. You're so welcome. (laughs) Um, We look forward to getting KB back soon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I feel attacked too. No, like I don't know how she managed to get both of us with that. No, no, because then she can host the episodes. You don't Um, have to put up with me fluffing it about. But... um, I enjoy hosting even if I'm no good at it. And you've so got all the segments in the right order. If you have any feedback on my hosting, you can feel free to keep it to yourself um, <laughs> or <laughs> uh, find us on our socials and uh, share it all about. Um, where Musicals taught me everything I know on Facebook and on Twitter and Insta, we're at Musicals Teach Me. You can send an email to complain about my hosting to Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Zane will probably answer it and then immediately delete it because he loves me too much to tell me bad things. Um you could also find us on the That's Not Canon website and links everywhere, all over that for our Patreon account, both for That's Not Canon and for Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. If you want to throw us a few bucks a month, you get a bunch of extra content, all those top five lists that we love um, arguing about. Yeah, we sure do love <laughs> arguing about them. Uh, we haven't done any in a while, actually. We'll we did We did a lot for a while. We did a whole... We, we record them in a bundle mm. and then release them. We drip feed them to yes. the Patreons. Um, so we'll have to come up with some new good ones. If you have any top five lists you want us to cover in our bonus material, we do occasionally release a little top five bonus treat to um, all of our regular listeners. Um Speaking of which, we have been posting a whole lot of um, old episodes just in case you've joined us recently Mm. and you haven't listened to the entire back catalogue. You don't even have to go searching for it. Every now and then we throw up an oldie but a goodie um, in the middle of the week. Yeah, on Tuesdays. Every second Tuesday. Um, So if there are any more you want us to throw up there um, because you can't be bothered scrolling to find them, then we're happy to do that for you. Yeah, you you, you sometimes get one before we we change the episode format to make it less than an hour. (laughs) And there's some two and a half hour episodes there. Extra long for your pleasure. And on that note, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my name is Miranda and it's time to go. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you again, Laura. Thank you. (laughs) Gollum has an unhealthy obsession about some bit of jewelry. Doesn't even know this is what the precious is. Stupid. Cookie Monster's a bit of a stress eater. Cookie, cookie, cookie! And homicidal robots really just want their best friend back. I know I did and said things that she regrets, but why is that my problem? But what all these monsters really need is therapy. 
the podcast therapy for monsters finally puts monsters in the therapy chair with a real therapist me tim your friendly neighborhood therapist if you'd like to learn a bit and laugh a bit check out therapy for monsters on your favorite podcast app that's not kind of productions podcast